0: Welcome to Chasing Dreams and Raising Babies. We are so excited to be sitting down with Chandra Sanders, who works for The Mom Project, a website that helps moms get back into the workplace after kids. Before we
1: meet Chandra, we'd like to thank Season's Jewelry for sponsoring this episode. They are our go-to for accessories for all occasions, holiday, game day, every day. So after you hear from Chandra about what the mom project is all about, go hop over to seasonsjewelry.com and you'll find just what you're looking for to finish out your look for your next job interview. You might even see some familiar faces on their site, hint, hint, and you'll also get 10% off your order with code Hadley Park. All right, more about Chandra. Chandra is the director of a scholarship program launched
0: by the Mom Project called RISE that is committed to accelerating equity for moms and women of color. She is a very fitting choice for the job considering this woman has shown resilience in the face of adversity since day one. She is the
1: epitome of the word RISE. From spending her first three months as a newborn in foster care, to going through a divorce and becoming a single mom, to losing her job during the pandemic, Chandra has had plenty of reasons to just say, this is too hard. Instead, she sees every opportunity, no matter how small, as a stepping stone that has led her right where she is today. Chandra, Chandra, welcome. welcome.
2: Hello. Thanks for having me.
1: Thank you for joining us. So.
0: I was reading your blog, Heels and Hustle, and I wanted to share a moving blurb from it. So you said, from the moment I entered the world, I had to learn to leave the past behind and concentrate on the present and future. My biological mother decided to give me a better chance in life by allowing me to be adopted by a family that would provide more than she could. After I was born, I spent three months in foster care before being blessed with an amazing family. So again, at three months of age, I had to leave my past behind and focus on the present and future with my new family. I thank God for blessing me with such an amazing and supportive family. Only God knows
1: where I would be without them. Wow. You, you just floored both of us. Can you tell us a little bit about your childhood? Yes. Because obviously, like, you're not, you don't remember the beginning. You just know. The beginning.
2: Yeah. I don't remember the beginning. I don't even remember being told that I was adopted or in-
0: it was just something, it's you just always something knew. I
2: always knew, mm-hmm. but I always used it as something to help me um, set myself apart. Right. You just take everything that you have in life, everything that you've gone through and use that to help you get to the next level in life, the next phase in life or whatever you're trying to achieve. Right. So um, again, first moments of birth being taken away, but I couldn't have asked for a better family and this is like you know before the whole cosby thing went down right but i just feel like i was placed in a family like the cosby family right yeah just a family that could give me everything that i need my dad very much so reminded me of the cosby show character mm-hmm. not <laughs> um, the real guy the character um my mom both of them worked really hard um, and gave us everything that we needed right and I so i couldn't have asked for a better place because without them like I said, there's no telling where I would be. And I use all of that to fuel everything that I do and definitely with the work that I'm doing with the mom project, right? Like I come in contact with so many different moms, stepmoms, adoptive moms, biological moms, um, you know, all different types of moms. But I use everything that I've gone through to really just be able to help them and just help them get to the next level as well.
1: That's amazing. Growing up, what did you dream of doing with your life like what did i i know that's all part of your story but like i i feel like looking at your path you couldn't have predicted all of the random twists and turns your career has taken so what was the original like oh i'm a teenager and i have this dream of being what
2: i feel like i've always wanted to inspire others i've always been a role model of and just very non-traditional right and just showing People who come from non traditional backgrounds, the things that are possible, right? So I was adopted. There were so many times I kind of like had some breakthroughs where I was like the only Black person in the room, you know, just really just blazing trails and providing pathways for other people to come behind me. Um, But I never really knew exactly what I wanted to be. I just know that I wanted to help people, inspire Mm -hmm. people, and just be that role model and someone they can look up to no matter what.
1: I love that. Yeah. So did you go to college and then, and major in what, and like, what did that lead you to at post-college?
2: Oh, goodness gracious. So I went to college, was in journalism for a minute, was in a whole bunch of stuff, right? But ended up graduating with a degree in communications and a minor in Spanish. And then I became a Spanish teacher after graduating, but I really didn't like being in the classroom. Mm -hmm. I just didn't like being a teacher. Number one, my dad was a principal. My mom was a guidance counselor. I lived that life already. And
3: yeah,
2: um, so, <laughs> it wasn't wanna, for you. Yeah, it wasn't for me. So I, you know, got a job in higher education. Worked at LSU for a couple of years. Um, started an online program there and a couple of other colleges in Louisiana. And then I was like, okay, I'm done with um, education. Oh <laughs> and yeah. that um, I packed my bags, moved to the Bay Area. I knew I always loved technology, um, so I went where you know the mecca of, of tech, right? I went directly into Silicon Valley, started working at Google, worked at like the top companies that I could get the experience from. Um, I just knew that whatever it was, I wanted to be the best and I wanted to learn from the best and be around the best. So. Wow.
0: So when did your kids
2: fall into the mix while you were blazing? They're all sprinkled. They're all sprinkled (laughs) in there. Right. So I have one that uh, my first one, she's 18 years old now. She is a freshman in college. Wow. Reminds so much of me. Um, But she was my first kid. Right. Like Mm -hmm. right after college, high school, sweetheart, got married pretty early, um, had her. Then seven years later, I had another one. Seven years later, I had another one. So it seems like every seven years, I had like <laughs> this thing. Are you going
0: it. to have another child seven more years from now?
2: <laughs> so I made sure that that can't happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of spaced out like both you are us, too. Yeah, yeah. We, both of our kids are, are spread.
1: Well, I'm a stepmom first. So I have a 15-year-old and then I have a seven-year-old and then I have a one-year-old. So we've definitely mm-hmm. gapped it there yeah. kind of unintentionally but I have the
0: 7-year-old but- and the 2-year-old. Yeah. I like the gap. The gap I is nice. The gap.
2: the gap, you know what? I appreciate my gap because I feel like I can give everyone their own time. Yes, yes. yes. right? But then I'm also smiling too. Like I yes. don't think I would be here smiling right
0: now. Yeah. Amen. I know. <laughs> I hear people go, "Let's just have all, all of our kids at once and get it over with." I can't I even imagine. I don't want to get it over with because No, I like it. I know. There have been periods of time in motherhood where I wanted to pull my hair out, and I have looked at my husband and said, what was I thinking? Why did I ever think I could do
1: this? It's insane. And well, I'm I, still in this sleep-deprived phase. So to feel that
0: way, right, but but with one baby, but to you know, feel that way for five years and multiple long, children in
1: diapers, I don't know how people And it do never it.
0: ends. I couldn't do it. I'm so grateful for yeah. the, the gap because Hadley, my oldest, she was an only child for almost five years and Mm -hmm. then she's old enough to just, she's so
1: independent. And now we have Jack and he's kind of getting that only child experience. My older one, my, no, my middle one, my daughter, she's super helpful. Now the 15 year old, he doesn't care about the baby at all. Let's be honest. It's just (laughs) a teenager, but yeah,
2: well that's okay. So you, that's why I have so much appreciation for me. Yes. You see what mom's like, I mean, it's just, and it all falls on us
1: all of it right so okay so when you have the first one we kind of focus a lot on this in this podcast because I feel like the first one is like the world rocker when you're like cruising along doing your thing and everything's like smooth sailing you've got these lofty goals and dreams and everything and then reality hits you suddenly have an infant to take care of and I just think it ends up looking different for everybody so what exactly were you doing career-wise at that moment and what happened to you like Once you had your first baby, like mindset Um, and
2: goals and everything. For sure. For sure. So I am one who gets bored easily. And so I don't (laughs) like doing the same thing too long for too, uh, too often. So I had her, I was a Spanish teacher for two years, and then I decided to leave the classroom. So that was during her time period um, everything just changed. Like I wanted to spend more time. I wanted some flexibility. I didn't want to have to be in the classroom eight hours a day with a whole bunch of other kids and then go home and then see my own kid. Like I just didn't want yeah. that. It was just, you know, um, however, when I had my second kid, seven years after her, uh, I opened a children's boutique along with working at LSU. Right. Because again, there was just always something that I wanted to do yeah. um, differently. So the reason I opened a children's boutique with her, cause I have all these ideas. Um, the reason I opened a children's boutique with her was because all of her hair bows were like fifteen dollars each. Yes, and I know. they're really good hair bows in the South, right? So they're like fifteen to <laughs> twenty dollars each. And I was like, okay, this is insane. So I'm going to learn how to make my own, uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm going to sell them, and I'm going to open a store. And so that way, I got all of her clothes for free. Well, not free. I paid for them, but it's like wholesale. Right, right? Correct. Um, so I opened that store just really to have access to more clothes and shoes. <laughs> That's
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. <laughs> So. Oh, my gosh. It's so cool. Isn't don't they say with the hair bow, the higher the, higher the bow, hair, the closer that, to God?
2: Yes, <laughs> it's so yeah. true. I don't my, my son doesn't get hair bows. So no. I'm struggling with that. Yeah. I know. Hair bows are huge. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's so really cute. Yeah. It was a sad day the day that Parker was like, I'm done with the big bows. I was like, oh, baby.
2: I know. Oh, really? I'm trying to get my 11 year old to wear one and she refuses.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> i know there's like this small window and you just gotta seize the moment go for it yep we currently pick out our own clothes and they often mismatch so i'm just rolling with it you know you i know it is to. what it is you
2: yeah. have to. i just feel like you have to i mean they have to live their own world and be themselves right yeah yes. um, i never wanted to be in a box and i don't want my kids to be in a box and that's that non-traditional thing right like just be who you are like you know look at different things differently, yeah. you know, look at things differently, discover yourself and figure out what you actually like and what you like today. is probably not going to be what you like tomorrow, right. but enjoy it. Today. <laughs> yeah.
0: I try to instill that in my daughter all the time. She'll come home and say, well, somebody said this or someone said that. I'm like, who
1: cares? Yeah. Okay. Who cares? What do you like? What do you want? Right. So the mommy and me store, was it digital or was it like a brick and mortar store?
2: Oh, gosh. So you really want to go there? All right. So, I'm curious, <laughs> Hey, you're talking
1: to the girl who opened a, an Etsy shop called the Burlap Shack when I was like bottoming out in life. I felt like I had like fertility issues. My career wasn't where I wanted to, it to be, like all the things. And I was like, well, I've got to do something that people... I'm going to feel like I have a pat on the back for. Her. And it was the wildest thing. It was like you put this stuff out there and people start buying it and leaving you these reviews about Courtney how much selling. they love stuff. Courtney
0: um, was selling burlap blinds. I was I love like, it. making
1: stuff <laughs> out of burlap. I was like, had this obsession with burlap.
0: I love it.
2: Um, well, for me, like I, same thing, right? Um, I just wanted something different. The newborn came. Um, I started doing the hair bow thing, selling them on Facebook. And this was before Facebook was like really monetized and like, you know, uh, with the algorithms and stuff. Yeah. So I started selling them on Facebook. Then I went to arts and craft shows. Oh, awesome. And then, the um, you know, just the demand after the arts and crafts shows just turned it just kind of blew up, right? And then I opened a store within a year.
1: Wow, that's
2: it amazing. A year. It was so like needed in the in the place that I was in Louisiana. There were no um children's boutiques, right? You had to drive 20, 30 minutes away to get to one. So it just happened and it was great and much needed. But wow. it all started at home with me making things and selling them on Facebook.
0: I'm a firm believer in things kind of lining up. Like when the stars align, you know you're on that path you need to be on. And clearly, there was something there so for you. So that was
1: like your side hustle while you're working at LSU. But yes. then when you actually opened a physical store, did you bail on LSU? Or were you no, still working there too? No.
2: Okay. Um, um, I'm still working there too. I just hired someone to work in the store.
1: Okay. Yes. Oh, nice. So
0: I want to do- let my day job go. Yeah. So where did... From LSU to the Mom Project, how did you wind up there?
2: Ooh, this is a journey, you guys. Okay, yeah, so we LSU, hear it. I know, right? LSU, I worked there seven years, got tired, went to another, two other universities in Louisiana, started, launched online programs there, and then that's when I decided I was through with launching programs in Louisiana <laughs> at colleges. I packed, I quit my job, packed my bags, and moved to the Bay Area. Oh, wow. It was just a decision. Wow. I make decisions fast and just go for it, and like not really spend too much time thinking about it. And like I don't ever want to you know talk myself or think myself out of something I really yeah. need to do yeah. or something yeah. that will be life changing. And that was like I started looking for a job, had one in the Bay Area in two weeks, and packed my bags.
1: Wow, left. that's amazing! Again, meant to be. So my yeah. family is in the Bay Area. My brother's in San Jose. My parents are in uh, Danville, and uh, cost of living out there is a little bit more than. Where you were coming from, so you must have managed to land some sort of job that, like, you felt comfortable. I had an amazing
2: the- job. I had an amazing job, but again, I have transferable skills that I always dig into. Right, even though I've transitioned through multiple things, I was a um, high school Spanish teacher. Mm-hmm. I started online programs at a couple of universities in Louisiana, so I had the tech experience. And my first job in the Bay Area was a professional education manager at Restoration Robotics. It was a startup that was doing hair transplantations with a robot for men. And so oh, I was wow. able to do, I was able to do <laughs> yeah, my story is absolutely insane. That's but so I was able awesome to do hair transplants at Stanford wow. on R & D patients using a robot, and then showing physicians, cosmetic surgeons how to use this robot. I
1: mean, yeah, I would move. To do something yeah. interesting so where were you when COVID hit because we heard or read rather we read that you lost your job whatever the job was at that time during the yes. pandemic and yes. you have three children at home
2: yes single moms. single mom, single mom three kids if mama don't have the money like kids won't eat right so <laughs> um i was you know moved to the Bay area started working at Google, then I got an amazing job opportunity to be a senior consultant for Cognizant Technology Solutions, right? And so I was consulted out, contracted out to work on projects, manage projects for different Fortune 100 companies. Well, during COVID, because again, I I get tired, you know, and I get bored, and I like to try new things. So I worked on a project for Pfizer, I worked on a a project for Anthem. So I had experience in high tech um, pharmaceuticals, healthcare. Why not just work on a project for a retail store, right? So I was working on a project for a PetSmart. Well, COVID came, and of course all the PetSmart stores closed down, their budgets were cut, and my project was cut. Oh god. I got laid off. But I was I have that growth mindset, right? Like, I know if something comes mm-hmm. against me, some challenge or whatever, I know I'll get over it if I keep the positive mindset. Yes. But like, okay, God's not going to let anything bad happen to me. Like, I just need to get through this, remain positive. And I was only laid off for three weeks before I secured oh my the job mom project. That's, That's incredible.
0: So, so many people lost their jobs during the pandemic. Yeah. And I... I read on the Mom Project's website a staggering statistic that 43% of highly skilled women leave the workforce after becoming mothers. Then you throw a pandemic onto that. I don't even want to know what the statistic is because I know I did homeschool for probably five or six months.
1: I don't know how people
0: do it. it, that That was tough.
2: Did you have to homeschool yours? Mine just went back to school Monday.
1: Oh, my gosh. So you've been doing it for a long time then.
2: It is insane. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, the moms, the burden fell on the moms, right? We had to work. <laughs> we had to take care of kids, be their teachers. Then we had to even cook, feed more, like go buy more grocery. We just had to make sure everyone was happy because I mean, that was really hard on everyone's mental health, right? Oh, and yes. we didn't have kids to suffer, And So there was just a lot that we had to, to go through during the pandemic, right? And so many moms ha- were in roles that weren't flexible. They couldn't just work from home, right? So they had to either choose if they weren't laid off, they had to either choose from, you know, either work, going to work or whatever, or taking care of their kids. Like, it was just really an impossible situation it for It is.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Impossible.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that our country, pre-COVID, was flexible to people working from home or no. people having children. I know people who have been fired because they had too many sick days. Their kids were sick. They were a single parent. And they said, sorry, you've missed too many days of work.
2: You're done. So with my four-year-old, I have not been in an office since I had him. I haven't been in an office since 2017. So when I was looking for a job, I wasn't just looking for any job. It had Mm -hmm. to be a flexible job. I wasn't going to sacrifice my family for an income, right? Mm -hmm. I need to find something that worked for both. But I could say working at the mom project is the first time that I felt like I didn't have to hide being a mom. I didn't have to hide being a Black woman. -hmm. I didn't even have to hide being a woman. (laughs) Yes,
1: I know that gives me chills. I can
2: just be me, but I mean, because yes, like we'll get penalized if we have sick kids, right? It's just like stereotypes and biases associated with moms. Yeah, it's sickening. So it's bad.
0: When I was growing up, turning a young adult into the career world or whatnot, I had a hard time sticking up for myself. Something that I noticed changed in me when I had kids is. It wasn't so hard for me to set boundaries because I was protecting them, not myself. And, and I think probably you might feel the same way, Chandra, because I, I would go in somewhere and I would say, I can't do that. I have kids. How are we going to work, work this? I can't do that. I have kids. And I think the world has hit that point.
2: I can say yes for some, mm-hmm. but we're still fighting. Like, it's a fight because now they want moms to come back into the workforce and leave their families at home, right? And just come back and sit in an office for eight hours.
0: It's not realistic.
2: It's not realistic. That's why we're in the middle of this great resignation, right? Like, people aren't living like that anymore. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to integrate your work, especially as a mom, right? I don't know about anybody else, but we have to be able to integrate our work and our family life if we are going to Mm -hmm. keep both sides happy Mm -hmm. and also keep ourselves happy.
1: Yes. right. Absolutely. So so really getting laid off during the pandemic might have been a huge blessing for you because you somehow end up finding the mom project. Tell us how you found out about the mom project and explain what it is for people that have never heard of it.
2: Of course. So, again, um, coming being laid off. Right. I knew what I didn't want. I wasn't Mm going to sacrifice family. I wasn't going back in an office. So I was just doing a Google search online and I found the mom project. It was everything just kind of works together, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Created a profile, but I just felt like the sense of community. As soon as I visited the website, it was a space for moms. It was a space for working moms. Someone actually gives a crap about us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's my my initial feeling about it. Um, So I, I created a profile, uploaded my resume and started applying for jobs. And I got one within three weeks.
1: So we found out about the mom project from a fellow mom who uh, she's an ex-news reporter and she has small children and she wa- she was like talking to us. She shot one of our music videos before um, because she's got that background, even though that's not what she does per se. But um we were telling her, we we're reaching out to her. We we're like, hey, do you have contacts in like, the news world and whatever else that you would PR. make it feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah, PR, marketing, digital stuff, whatever, that you'd want to like help us out when we're launching our new project and our, our new uh, podcast and, and stuff like that. And she's like, well, actually, I really think you guys should check out the mom project because I can't do it for you right now because I'm actually doing a different project freelance for somebody through the mom project. So, and we are going, what are you talking about? She goes, it's a website for moms. Like you sign up and you basically can say, I am looking to reenter the workplace or I am looking for part-time work or I am looking for freelance work. So you don't have to choose and you're being completely, you know, forthcoming with your situation. And then on the flip side, these companies, or in our case, band, (laughs) haha, was looking for, people that might have your skill set that are just sitting at home raising their babies not just rephrase that you're never just raising your babies it is a freaking full-time job but your skill set in the career world has been put on the back burner and it's just waiting to be tapped into again during nap time during nighttime whenever you can fit it in i don't know the whole concept just like i was freaking out i was so excited
2: I freak out on a daily basis. So, yeah. <laughs> it's like, like awesome. It's
1: so the mom project actually reaches out to organizations trying to find organizations that are very welcoming
2: of this idea. Of course. Like we want, to because again, we have a community of 500,000 moms, right? And it's growing. And so we understand what moms can possibly go through in the workplace, right? Again, like being pinged for, you know, having to take off or being pinged for having to, you know, rework your schedule. So we work with companies. Companies actually seek us out because they want to diversify their, work, their workforce. They want to show that they care about moms. They want to show that they care about women. I mean, just like the statistic you said earlier, like so many highly accomplished, highly skilled women leave the work. Force after kids because they think that's the only option. But for so long, it has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So I just think that the times are changing. But the Mom Project definitely has um, connections. We have companies who are willing to give give moms a chance.
1: Yeah. So tell us a, a little bit about the founder, Allison Robinson, because I love her story too. Because the Mom Project wouldn't exist had she not just left. What was it, Procter and Gamble or some huge company? And yes. had yeah. her baby, her first baby. And she's sitting mm-hmm. there, like so many of us, going, Hey, I am talented. I have all this stuff that I am capable of doing. And I'm choosing to be with my baby, but there's got to be a way to re enter so that I don't know. There's just, I don't know if it's just like the corporate culture in general in the United States or worldwide or what it is, but it's like people write you off when you have a baby,
2: they just do. I even did before I had a baby. You know, Allison is my inspiration. I can say that she's my inspiration since I went and found the momproject.com, right? She's yeah. the one who put herself out there and said, look, moms are worth something. And she believes it wholeheartedly. And so that's where I draw my inspiration from.
1: It's just cool that she created this whole platform, which is basically like kind of like a headhunting platform specifically for moms. It's yes. just amazing. I mean, I I can't say enough how much I love the premise behind the Mom Project. But yes. then, take it one <laughs> step further. You're <laughs> the director of a new scholarship program called Rise. So, what exactly is that? Because I like the word scholarship and I like the word upscaling. Like I've, you know, if I've been home with my babies for say 5 years or 10 years or whatever, and I still have the skill set, but maybe it's not quite as current anymore as it once was
2: like Isn't that where RISE maybe comes into play? Of course it does. Okay, Okay. so let me tell you, let me give you a little background about RISE. RISE is the first initiative of momproject.org. It's our newly launched um, not-for-profit side of the mom project, right? And so we are um, providing no-cost scholarship opportunities to moms and women of color. Why? It's because we faced, uh, had a disproportionate impact from COVID on moms and women of color, right? We were the ones who were laid off. We were the ones who, you know, just couldn't, Make it right. And so we are providing these ladies with not just possible upskilling certifications, right? It's a whole support system. And just like you said earlier, like moms are have been sidelined, put on the back burner, and it's time for us to come to the forefront. We're the ones who are truly bearing the brunt of raising society. Uh Everyone comes through a mom. And it's time for other people to understand that and recognize the power in everything that we do on a daily basis. And just because you have not been in the workforce for a couple of years doesn't mean that you haven't gained skills such as project management. You know what running a family is? Exactly. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Yes. It's everything. I have
0: never become more productive as I have in the last seven years of my life. I, I've, uh, Courtney has too, renovated a house, mm-hmm. raised children, done yeah. homeschooling, uh, worked my own jobs.
2: Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, my famous phrase is moms are the, the, the whole C-suite.
1: Of their <laughs> <entire life."> <laughs> yes, <laughs> I yeah. say it
2: on every show I'm on, every podcast I'm on. That's just what it is. And so, like, again, so valuable. So we are really bringing these moms into this rise community, giving them the skills that they need to get back into the workforce, right? We understand that moms don't have a whole lot of time. So we only ask that you dedicate 10 to 15 hours a week. The part, the programs are part time. Also, they can be completed in six weeks to six months. So it's not going to take you that long. And then you have the power of the mom project to help get you a job. And then we have companies reaching out and donating funds and just really wanting to partner with Rise to help usher these ladies, these newly um, certified ladies into their workforce. Companies such as Apple, such as Google, such as um, Cisco, major tech companies who are willing to give these newly skilled moms a chance.
1: What a gift. So is this skill set that that you're providing geared towards tech?
2: So I can say yes, because, but they can be in any industry, right? Because project management can span across a couple of industries. However, right. the reason that they are tech focused is because that's where the most economic opportunities come, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's also where the most flexibility lies.
1: And mm-hmm. the future. Interesting.
2: And in the future. So we're focusing on that. We're giving them something that's not going to take them too long. That's not going to completely overtake their lives and give them something that they can actually reap the benefits and the rewards uh, soon after.
0: That is just such a gift to our community. And I wish that there were more companies out there that saw the value in our people, our American people, not just moms, not just women of color, but anyone who needs a leg up. I know. You guys are leading the way. It's amazing. Kudos
2: to you. You know, it just, I'm, because of what we're doing, it's mission-based, right? Um, and we hear success stories from moms. Again, we've all been in the situation. We know what moms go through on a daily. Like there are times that we could, we're, we're burdened with just life and yeah. we still have to keep going. And to come to a place where people understand where you've come from. I mean, we have women who have lost their family members, their husbands from COVID. Mm not to mention lost their jobs, um, just a whole lot of stuff. We have women who have gone through domestic violence or and possibly still going through that right now and need a way out. Like we're pro- providing them with so much more than just a certification. We're really transforming their lives and helping them to see that the situation that they are in today you don't have to be in that always you know we're giving them a well-rounded transformative experience not just in their certification but also in their personal development as well that's
0: amazing so how do they apply
2: momproject.org there's an application you apply and then we will connect you with a team member um, go through an enrollment call make sure that we are providing you with a personalized path something that um, just kind of you know aligns with what you've done in the, the the past but also aligns with what you see for your future. We have six certifications available, right? So, okay. um, you know, we have something for everyone. That's amazing.
1: That's awesome. And then what's cool about the mom project too is that it is not just a website. Like You're not just blindly on there going, oh, I want to try to apply for this job and here's my resume. I think it looks good. Um, like what we noticed when we went to hire someone to help us is that we got a phone call. We got an email from you guys and we were actually in contact with a real person who was making sure that what we, that we were saying what we wanted properly. Um, And on the flip side, if I'm a mom on there, you will help with resumes. Am I correct? You all help with resumes.
2: Everything.
1: Yeah. Now, did I read somewhere or is this totally like just in my dream somewhere that if, an interview is set up through the Mom Project. You guys help with childcare somehow?
2: Yes. So we have a partnership with Urban Sitter because, again, we're removing barriers.
1: Like, that is a huge barrier. It's so
2: huge.
1: Urban so Sitter. What is Urban Sitter? Is that like in every um, city?
2: Yeah, it's everywhere. So it's like care.com, it's urban sitter.com. You just go and find, um, we'll give you a credit so that you can go and book a sitter while you're doing your interview.
1: I'm floored. I'm like jaw on floor right now. How? How can you all just like, it's because you have grants and donations and things like that, that you can just afford to do that for moms. I mean, that is like the biggest gift in the world right there, just to the give. mom
2: project is a gift, yes. It is. It is. It is a gift to the companies that we're working with because we're providing them with amazing female talent. Mm -hmm. But then it's a gift to community members because we actually care. Like I said, like we've all said, like, no one cares about us. (laughs) No one cares about what moms go through. And to come to a place that actually cares and will allow you to be free for a couple of hours so that you can concentrate on your interview and not worry about what's going on at home.
0: It's incredible.
2: Yeah, well, you sure.
0: guys are leading the way and women will change the world. You know, yeah. we've just our history of the United States. We've been doing nothing but being trailblazers for the last several decades.
2: Since, uh, since the beginning. We've been yes. trailblazers since the beginning.
0: Amen. Beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I mean, who? Hello. We literally create humans. That's what we do. We, that's what we do. And we're great at it. <laughs> I just wanted to close out with a quote of talking about the mom project from the founder, Allison Robinson. She said, I started to imagine a future where women would not have to choose between parenthood and their careers. Wow. So she is a trailblazer mom project. My goodness, I cannot say enough good things about that place. Any of our listeners, you're finding yourself jobless with your kids. You don't know what to do or you just don't know how to get back in. You've been out for a while. Go to the website. It's, you won't regret it. So on a, a fun note, we like to do a segment called Mom Fails or
1: she, say. We realize you're very put together and organized. We can tell that by talking to you and looking at you. But please tell <sighs> us Surely, that now and then you fall apart and you have, you have something to have laugh three at. three
0: kids. You've got to have some <laughs> that your kids have said or Mom Fails.
2: Yeah, we're going to go with the <laughs> Your kids have said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay because I, i'm gonna go back to what you guys said in the beginning right like yeah. i've always been able to leave my past behind me that's how i am able to keep going however my kids won't let me leave my past behind uh, me.
0: they never do they don't forget <laughs> like, anything no
2: nothing they are like mom like you're trying to feel good about yourself or something mom do you remember that time when you used to wear purple eyeshadow and it's oh just gosh. like yeah. they bring up the absolute worst things that you've Mm -hmm. ever gone through just to keep you grounded.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would
2: say that. Like, I'd really try to leave my past behind me, but my kids won't let me and they will bring up everything. Yes, for sure. I appreciate it all. But it's like, wow, do y'all really have to do this to me right now? Like, oh, my gosh. Has there ever
1: been a time when they like really inopportunely said something in front of somebody else or like that you can think of or they know better? They know better. Oh, well, that's good. They'll wait down the the line.
2: Yes, they will do it in pu- in private for sure, all day, all night. But they have not embarrassed me in front of anyone yet, and I don't know what this four year old's gonna do <laughs> when the time <problem> comes. So <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I have one that I'd like to share with you since we talked about COVID and homeschooling and all. I don't think any of us had any idea when we started the whole Zoom school thing how much we would unwittingly be learning about what happens in each other's homes.
0: Well, like like if someone's
1: a yeller. In the background, you hear them like (laughs) yelling at their kids. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So so this was the very beginning of kindergarten 2020. And I don't know most of the other parents in Parker's class and they don't know me. I'm friends with like one mom in there. So one day after Zoom school, she shoots me this screenshot of a text conversation between two other moms who I don't know. And we proceed to laugh the entire afternoon about the screenshot. The one mom goes, so. One of the little girls on here, not sure which one, told the class her mom went back to bed like she does every morning, and so she would gotten ice cream out of the freezer and ate it during literacy with a crying laughing emoji. It. The other mom goes, I love it. stop, with two exclamation points and four crying laughing emojis. The first one says, I wish I knew who it was. Uh, the teacher was like, oh, ice cream in the morning. What a nice treat. So we are just like dying laughing. This is like keeping us going that afternoon. We're so like, oh, my God, that's hysterical. Which little girl did this? And then I start thinking about it. And I was like, wait a second. I had a baby like in the middle of the pandemic. I think he was about six weeks old. I went back to bed like I do every morning. Surely my daughter didn't help herself to ice cream. Plus, like my husband's home. He was in charge of her during that time. There's no way. But my daughter's like walking across the catwalk. And I was like, hey, 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 wait a second. Hey, Parker, was there a little girl that ate ice cream in the middle of your Zoom class this morning? And she just looks at me and goes, yeah, me. And I was like, oh my God. I was just like, mortified. All All I can think of when I
0: hear this is like a super hungover mom who just had her morning martini.
1: And had to go back to bed. I mean, like I literally had to seek out the women on that sent that original text because I didn't know either of them. And I was like, must introduce ASAP. I and am So the martini mom I, who I am the martini mom. <laughs> and side note, I have a newborn. And yeah, it was hysterical. It's like going to be one of my favorite memories of all time, even though I wanted to crawl
2: under a rock and die I
1: temporarily. I love it. Yeah. So it's motherhood, you know. I love it. And your daughter
2: for doing that. Like I even love her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, okay. So so I come to pull more information out of her as it goes on because I'm like, she's a really good kid. There's no way she just helped herself to ice cream. So I was like, Well, honey, why'd you do that? And she's like, Dad gave it to me. So truly a dad fail. Doesn't it make so much more sense now? (laughs) Anyway, that's one of my favorites. I love it. Well,
0: thank you so much for being on here with us. Yes, for sure. it's just so enlightening to hear about the Mom Project and your your crazy it's insane. stepping stones in your life, you just you're incredible.
1: Thank you. And your outlook, your positive outlook, nothing seems to phase you or fluster you. I mean, I'm sure that it does. Now and then, but like losing your job, and you're just like, well, I can tell you what I don't want in the future. It's not like, oh crap, I need a job. It's like, oh, well, we're not going to settle right. for this, yes, this, this. And you. I just Appreciate think it's me. It goes to show you
0: yeah. outlook is everything. Awesome. Everything. When if you spend your days thinking about all the horrible
2: things, like your life's not going to be great. You're going to attract those horrible things. So I don't have yes. time to attract anything that's not good for me. So I yeah. can't.
0: <laughs> I love it that you. Are always looking for the good. You're seeing the good. You're looking for the opportunities because that is a gift to have that innately and right. clearly. Your parents did an incredible job they with you. Did, they did to teach you that. Yes. Yeah, so them. props to them. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> we look forward to hopefully working yes, with you in the future more. You. Via Thank the you mom guys project. for having me. It was a great. Time. <laughs> it was so good talking yes. to you. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. So Shanda's story is super interesting.
1: Yeah, she's just uh, fearless. She just kind of goes, "This is my skill set. I can transfer it to X, Y, Z, and I'm gonna just go." And she just does it. I mean, it's no wonder, it's no wonder the mom project, you know, snatched her up. Totally. She's an overcomer. She's a a, 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 a riser. riser. Yes. Uh, play on words with her program rise. Um, yeah, she's just awesome. Oh, and it makes me think of yeah. your nephew Caleb.
0: I was I was going to say the same thing. It makes me think of Caleb and Noah. And your two nephews, yeah. When C- when Caleb was 6, he was diagnosed with leukemia for the first time. When he was 9, he relapsed. And that was the age that he wrote that blog post that was inspired uh that inspired our song Things I've Learned. Yeah,
1: like we were doing our once a week writes and I don't even know if we had our girls yet or if we were just we, yeah, did. we did. Okay. We did. They were Infants. they were like four okay. months old. So yeah, I remember you came over to my house, you come in there, and you're like you had clearly been crying, and you're like, you have got to read this. And I knew that Caleb had relapsed because you had already told me that, but you showed me this blog post and by the end of it I was sobbing. And basically, you know, as songwriters, we get our inspiration from all different places and Sometimes you're trying to write something that you think somebody might record for the radio, and sometimes you're just trying to write something that you need to write. And that day, we just knew what we were going to write. It was like we were going to take Caleb's words and we were going to turn them into a song and we were going to present it to him because we thought, my God, this child who is nine years old, who has fought now two battles with cancer, has such an incredibly positive outlook on the world and on life when he has every right to feel down to say
0: it's yeah, too to hard say it's too to hard. say and what i remember my brother saying which just blows my mind when you really think of it it's he said these kids they look to their parents and the parents say it's going to be okay and the kids they just believe them wow mindset is everything and it's it's been incredibly moving for me to watch that family, my family, go through it. Yet they have just flourished and blossomed and learned to be grateful. It's changed me as a person in my
1: core. But back to the original point of us talking about this, uh, Caleb, during his second bout with cancer, writes this blog post. And I mean, it was just one profound statement after another. Like, yeah. And it was called, the blog post was called Things I've Learned. As a nine-year-old. Things he's learned. And it was almost like, it was almost like prose poetry. It was just this beautifully written. Find some friends. Line after Find line. Find some that you can trust. Praying helps. Yeah. I mean, just so many things like that. But we took, but we took, we read it.
0: And then we tried to put ourselves in that headspace. And I remember just sitting in the room together. And only I think it only took 2 days, two of times of us getting together to finish it. But I remember sitting there talking about it, trying to get in that headspace. And you said something, what is the line? Uh, you paint on a smile and wear it like a mask. And it just that is that that could not more accurately portray not just people going through cancer, but people just doing life. life is hard sometimes. Life can be amazing and beautiful and wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then it can kick you in the gut. Yeah. And that song, co-written with a nine-year-old, has, to me, is one of the most meaningful songs we've ever written, and the one that has resonated more. With people than
1: any of our other songs. Because his wise words, like you said, are transferable to many situations. It's not just about cancer. It's about any kind of hard time. But what I love about this song also is the journey it's taken. Because we thought, okay, Caleb is going to be having a rough time here for a while. He has an aunt who is a songwriter. He has a grandfather who's a Hall of Fame songwriter (laughs) How cool make his day. would it be to put his name on the song because it is his thought, his words, and tell him he's a songwriter. So we were like, let's go to Virginia where he lives and let's like That was, so, was fun. so fun. We had like what nine month old so babies? We, the school
0: who loves my brother's family. They set up an assembly in the cafeteria. Cafeteria and they open the curtains and all the kids suddenly see us or the you know, the divider. Caleb's processing, I asked him later, like what he thought. And he goes, I was wondering why my aunt was standing in the middle (laughs) of the lunchroom. And we we played the song for him for the very first time for the
1: entire school for my brother. It was one of our first times performing together, too.
0: Yeah. And it was it was one of my favorite performances. And just then we did a show that night. Benefit show to raise money. And we. A benefit show. And we raised a ton of money. Yeah. But it's so cool. And then that song went on to be our first song we ever got on a Netflix show. Yeah.
1: Well, your brother and Which, uh, Mason Car- Carlton, um, who both live in Virginia, produced a music video for us. They were like, if you come back, we'll do this. And we're like, let's do it. So we go back again and we get to do this music video and tell Caleb's story via the music video which was cool enough in itself and then martina mcbride shared the video do you remember that and some other people did and then it's just living its life on youtube there the music video and next thing we know we get this call or email rather from people at the ranch on netflix and they want to use the song in the outro as the outro music for one of their episodes and we were like this is the coolest thing ever and Caleb's gonna get like it. Just
0: goes to show you, good begets good. Like if you just do things for good, yeah, good things come along. And I'm just looking at our Spotify right now. Things I've learned has had almost ninety thousand streams, which is a lot for us. Like for little a independent song that was written with an artist. a nine year old has had almost ninety thousand streams. Yeah, it's incredible. Totally, totally. Well, let's, uh, let's play it. So let's play it. We're sitting here talking. We're yakking. Let's play it. And, you know, for anyone going through anything, I hope this song resonates with you.
3: And first it's gonna sting. out praying helps find some friends you can trust through thick and thin see the good
0: for joining us on chasing dreams and raising babies we hope you enjoyed this podcast as always go check out our website www.wearehadleypark.com
1: our socials at we are hadley park we've got merch subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an upcoming episode or join our mailing list And don't forget, next time you're looking for some awesome costume jewelry to complete your look, go over to seasonsjewelry.com and use code HADLEYPARK for 10% off your order.
0: Thank you so much. See you you next time. time.